Confucian values permeate throughout the Chinese cultures around the Pacific Rim. And these values have an effect on the way people set about doing business. A key element of the Confucian system is the stress on harmony. This leads the Chinese businessman to spend much more time building up relationships than his counterpart would in the West. The Western way, when you try to do business in China, and you're coming in and you lay down the agenda, you talk, talk, and after you finish, then you start building the relationship after the business. But ch Chinese cooking, cooking all the information, you know, try to build up the trust and then relationship, then the business part is easy. So it's two different way. Western managers can be very, very impatient. You know, they want it, you know, they want that trust to be there within a week. They feel that they should be trusted because they're competent by dint of having a marketing director's title or a corporate communications manager's title. That doesn't work in Asia. It's your own personal authority and your own personal trust that has to be established first. To establishing a, pro a trust means you are convinced that I won't pull any surprise on you. Now, in the Western world, a very simple joint venture, the, we are all protected by the contract. But in the Eastern world, the contract is four pages. We have to be protected by the integrity of the other side. Now, when we talk about Guanxi, when we talk about communication, we talk about trust, all it is, no surprises when it comes to the crunch. In the Western world, we have contracts to protect us. Now, where does the Easterner find their protection? It's on the communication and building up of their trust. The focus on building trust and long-term relationships tends to lead to greater organizational loyalty than you'd find in the West. The Chinese value, they would create a lot of uh, uh, family values and loyalty among employees. That means people feel obliged working for you. They feel secure, they have to please the company, they have to please the boss. When you start working with a Western company, they have seen all these layoffs and hirings. When you are not useful, you are gone. But Hong Kong companies try to accommodate. They are more lenient. Of course, you can argue that that there could be complacency, that could be bad to the company, but then this kind of loyalty being created among the employees is, I think, is a very important issue, uh, especially during the down times. The culture in my company uh, really emphasizes harmony because um, it is not easy for them to dismiss a person, even, uh, even they do not do the work uh, well. They just uh, prefer natural wastage. I find it quite strange when I first started working there. I find that there are a few uh, old gentlemen. Every day they go to work and they have their own little uh, desk. I was wondering what they do. And, and then so I asked around. Then I realized that, in fact, they, they have been with the company for a long, long time. And now, they all, in fact, they have way past the retirement age, but yet they still go to the office every day. And in fact, uh, I find out that um, this is the way our big bosses treat our older staff, and most likely they will be there until the day they, they pass away. Another difference from the West is the stress on harmony. In Western organisations, I think they quite respect individual thinking. 
but in uh, Chinese culture, we like to work like a team, like a family. So the company uh, style, or the company philosophy is top most important. So uh, everybody, uh, I mean the individual, because of the cultural background, are more willing to compromise. People are more willing to sacrifice and compromise in order to achieve the harmony. We try to balance the opinion of different people, uh, balance the benefit of our customers and our suppliers, so that long-term relationship could be established. In Asia, you have a self-mastery towards a common goal, where in more in the West, you have self-mastery towards an individual goal, and that's the difference. I think when you are negotiating with the Chinese party, the top most important thing is that you should start to listen to what they want. Because in such a way, they, they believe you respect them. And uh, being considerate is very important in the Chinese culture. But when you are negotiating with the Western world, I think uh, you have to learn something from the Western practice. Be brave to speak out what you want, instead of uh, you know, uh, uh, paying a passive role. Empowering staff to participate and speak out is seen as critical to creative functioning in the West, yet it receives scant attention in traditional Chinese businesses. Decision-making is on the top, not uh, at the lower level. So I think uh, we have a little description in making decisions. So we follow the rules, even at a managing level, and, or even at a senior manager level, we just follow the rule. It would very likely be the chairman who asks some staff to think of, okay, there is an issue. What do you think is the best way to resolve it? I think it most likely is this way, that, that the staff will feel encouraged rather than they having the initiation to give a new idea. In the West, we are taught that you empower your employees, they will exert their full potential and therefore it's better for the company. In the East, if you empower them, they might feel this manager do not know where he's going. He's weak because he does not give clear direction to where we're going. So two different mindsets.